Grand Canyon University makes earning your degree possible with over 130 academic programs for traditional campus students with more than 80 bachelor's programs offered online. GCU provides you with the personal support you need from complimentary unofficial transcript evaluations within 24 business hours to scholarships, academic support, and your GCU graduation team led by your own university counselor. Find your purpose at GCU. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Nicola Priest was addicted to social media. The image she liked to portray to her followers was of a pretty young mother who doted upon and loved her three-year-old daughter, Kaylee Jade Priest. The reality, though, was much different. August 9th, 2020, paramedics would be called to the Kinghurst House Apartments in Birmingham, United Kingdom. Here they found the toddler dead from catastrophic abdominal and chest injuries, including fractured ribs and lower limbs, 68 injuries in total in various stages of healing. And despite those responsible for her death now being behind bars, what happened that night and who killed Kaylee and why is still unclear. What is known, though, was if Kaylee received medical help following the assault, the likelihood is she would have survived. Instead, her mother chose to wait 13 hours to call for help, when it was far too late to save this little girl's life. This is Kaylee Jade's story. Kaylee Jade Priest was born January 31, 2017, to mother 19-year-old Nicola Priest. It is not clear who Kaylee's father is. However, the father of Priest's second child, a boy born early 2020, Dan Gregory, he was in Kaylee's life from the time she was only 12 months old, and he would take on the father figure role in the little girl's life. Dan and Kaylee were super close, and she would call him dad. He would be the only father she would ever know. Not much is known about what kind of child Kaylee was, which is completely heartbreaking. There are plenty of photos and she would feature in a lot of her mother's TikTok videos, but there really doesn't seem to be much out there about what kind of child Kaylee was. Was she a girly girl who loved dolls and dresses? Or did she prefer running around outside and getting dirty in the mud? What is clear in her photos, though, was she was lively and happy before Priest's relationship with Dan broke down after their child's birth and the young mother with her two small children moved into a two-bedroom apartment, apartment 14, at Kingshurst House on Stonebridge Crescent in the West Midlands area of the United Kingdom. It was not long after this that 23-year-old Nicola Priest began dating 22-year-old Callum Redfern. The two had known each other for about eight years, but would begin a romantic relationship in May of 2020 when Priest and Dan separated. The two become serious very quickly. Priest wanted Redfern to move in with the family, but Redfern declined. He still wanted his own space, which is understandable. He was young and in a new relationship. It's understandable he didn't want to play dad full-time to two quite young children. Regardless, Redfern was a regular visitor at the Kingshurst House apartments, with him staying overnight 29 times in a 43-day period leading up to Kaylee's death. 
August 8th, 2020. Priest and three-year-old Kaylee woke up as usual in the apartment, and early afternoon the two went to the local park. The apartment's CCTV camera would pick up the mother and daughter in the elevator. I will link this footage in our Facebook group. But it's obvious in the footage that Priest's body language is off. From our research, it seems that Priest was quite vain. She enjoyed selfies and TikTok. She liked looking at herself and being looked at. Now, this in itself isn't necessarily a bad thing. But the issue here was it became an obsession. But in the CCTV footage, she ignores her daughter the entire time. Kaylee is looking up at her mother for attention, but the entire time Priest alternates between looking at her phone and looking at her reflection in the elevator mirror. And then while they are walking to the park, you see Priest walking ahead of Kaylee. She does not reach for the little girl's hand, which embarrassingly for him, I still do that out of habit to my seven-year-old. But she doesn't reach for her three-year-old's hand and doesn't even look back to see if Kaylee is still walking behind her. Unfortunately, this footage would be the last time Kaylee would be seen alive before she is beaten to death only hours later by her mother or her mother's boyfriend or both. After several hours at the park, both Priest and Kaylee returned to the apartment and that night Priest's boyfriend Callum Redfern arrived for a visit. The three spent the evening together as normal. Priest would spend most of the night planning her upcoming birthday party, sending selfies to friends for approval before posting them on social media. At 7pm it was time for Kaylee to go to bed, and as is the case with most other children her age, Kaylee didn't want to go to bed. She wanted to stay up and keep playing. But with Kaylee in bed, Priest and Redfern decided that they wanted some adult time and went into their bedroom to have sex. Now, this is where things go rapidly wrong. Kaylee slept on a mattress on the floor, so there really wasn't anything to keep her in bed. So she kept getting up, rattling the baby gate that was attached to the bedroom doorframe and crying. She wanted some attention and love from her mother, but this was enough to apparently send Priest and Redfern into a rage. It is not clear exactly what happens after this point, but at 11 o'clock the following morning, 13 hours later, Priest would contact 999 to report her daughter unresponsive. Paramedics would arrive to the apartment to find Priest distressed, crying and calling out, quote, I don't think she's alive, unquote. Paramedics were led into Kaylee's bedroom and were shocked by what they saw describing the scene as nothing like they had ever seen before. The official report would later state that when they asked Priest to turn on the light, she would say there wasn't any, that the light bulb had blown and it hadn't been replaced. There was no carpet on the floor and no curtains covering the windows. Kaylee's bed was a dirty mattress on the floor, without even a duvet cover or bedsheet. But Kaylee was lying on the floor next to the mattress, lying on her back, dressed in a pink pyjama top and blue pyjama shorts. It was apparent she had been dead for some time. Her body was in the early stages of rigor mortis and her lips were purple in colour. It was clear that blood was pooling on her torso. 
When paramedics cut open Kaylee's pyjama top, marks, bruises and a red abrasion was uncovered. There were marks to her chest and torso area. There were bruises and small clusters to the side. The red abrasion was in the middle of Kaylee's chest. When questioned, Priest claimed she put Kaylee to bed at 7pm and she vomited three times. But when she checked on Kaylee again at 10.30, she was fine. But when she went to wake her up the next morning, 12 hours later at 10.30am, Kaylee was dead. That was when she allegedly moved Kaylee to the floor to attempt CPR. Priest claimed two weeks prior Kaylee had fallen from her play table, that she had hit her head but no other injuries were sustained, that she vomited after she hit her head and hadn't been eating as much as she normally would, but seemed happy and fine besides that. The medical examiner determined Kaylee had died from internal bleeding, caused by severe injuries including a torn intestine, fractured rib and deflated lung. Kaylee also suffered from brain damage because of her injuries. The medical examiner likened the extent of these injuries to those of a child hit by a car at 40 miles an hour, or from falling three floors to a concrete floor that these injuries could only occur by being kicked, punched and possibly stamped on repeatedly during a ferocious attack and carried out by an adult. It was not possible that the story of Kaylee falling off her play table could have caused these injuries. In total, the autopsy revealed a total of 68 injuries, and although most were caused around the time of her death, some dated back at least two months before her death. The medical examiner also found previous fractures that had not healed correctly. It seemed that Kaylee had not been given any medical care for these fractures and would have been in a significant amount of pain whilst they were healing. The medical examiner found evidence of previous fractures to two ribs, lower leg fractures and a broken sternum. There would have been no way Priest could have been unaware of these injuries to her daughter and would have chosen to ignore her daughter's cries of pain most likely to protect herself. Police immediately brought Priest and Redfern in for questioning. Both were quick to blame each other on who was responsible, making it difficult for police to determine who delivered the fatal blows or whether both of them played a part. During his police interview, asked how the girl's death affected him, Redfern replied, quote, "'It's not my child,' It's not really affected me. Unquote. Priest would claim she had never hurt Kaylee and proceeded to change her story from the initial version of events that happened that night. That on the night of her death, Priest claimed to have heard three to five smacks coming from the bedroom where Kaylee was with Redfern that night. Priest claimed that she ran into the bedroom and saw Kaylee holding her stomach. Priest said the reason she didn't call 999 that night was because, quote, I was scared. I didn't know how to approach it, unquote. When asked who she believed was to blame for her daughter's death, Priest replied, Cal, referring to her boyfriend, Callum Redfern. Text messages sent between the couple would tell a different story. In a text message exchange on July 24th, two weeks before Kaylee's death, Priest told Redfern, quote, I'm going to kill her. 
because she keeps leaving the living room or going into the kitchen. So I've palled her one and smacked her for shitting her nappy. Unquote. Redfern replied, quote, Good, give her one from me. Unquote. To which priest would state, quote, I will, babe. Unquote. Three days later, Redfern would message priest, saying, quote, I'm going to keep that little brat away from me. Sick of your spunking daughter. Unquote. Nicola Priest and Callum Redfern would be arrested and charged with the murder of three-year-old Kaylee Jade Priest, and they would each face trial separately at the Birmingham Crown Court. During the trials, jurors would hear numerous witnesses testify to the daily physical and verbal abuse Kaylee was subjected to at the hands of her mother and her mother's boyfriend, and how this abuse became increasingly forceful and violent during Priest's and Redfern's relationship. From the time Priest moved into the Kinghurst apartments in mid-2019, neighbours heard her shouting regularly at Kaylee, including comments like, shut up, go away or leave me alone, never anything positive or kind. The same residents would claim they noticed that when Kaylee cried, the response appeared to be to drown out her crying with music. Now these neighbours did report these incidents to police, even recording what they were hearing but police never followed up on these reports. The neighbour in the apartment below the mother and daughter would testify how on one occasion shortly before Kaylee's death, she heard a loud bang and then Kaylee crying, before allegedly hearing Priest say, quote, I'll just say she fell off the bed, unquote. The family's former babysitter testified she saw Priest hit Kaylee twice around the back of the head after Kaylee asked for food. And then during an incident on July 7, 2020, one month before Kaylee's death, the babysitter alleged that she witnessed Priest pull Kaylee's hair and dragged her to the bedroom by her arm, that she was cursing at the toddler and calling Kaylee a fucking brat. In their closing statement, the prosecution argued that while it may be that neither Priest nor Redfern expected or intended Kaylee to die as a result of the beating she received, they definitely intended to cause her very serious injury, and that while Priest may have been very upset by the death of her daughter, and that by the time she dialed 999 she may have regretted the death, but regardless of this there was nothing to remove her criminal responsibility. In sentencing, Mr Justice Foxton would address both Priest and Redfern, quote, You were no doubt irritated by Kaylee crying, asking to be let out. It interrupted the two of you when you wanted to have sex. You lost your tempers and were parties to the assault which cost Kaylee her life. A prompt call for medical assistance by one or the other of you would have saved Kaylee's life, unquote. Because of their role in three-year-old Kaylee Jade Priest's death, her mother Nicola Priest was found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to 15 years in prison. She was also found guilty of cruelty to a child, relating to the toddler's previous injuries, for which she was sentenced to three years to be served concurrently. Callum Redfern was also found guilty of manslaughter and was sentenced to 14 years in prison. Both Priest and Redfern must serve at least two-thirds of their jail terms before they can be considered for release. 
In a victim statement released through police after the verdicts, Kaylee's grandmother, Debbie Windmill, would say the impact of Kaylee's death would live with her for the rest of her life. Quote, I could never stop staring at the smile on her beautiful face. I loved every moment watching her develop to nearly school age. Preparing to buy my first grandchild her preschool uniform was something that filled me with such happiness. I couldn't wait to see her in it. But this opportunity was stolen from me in the most brutal of ways. Everyone deserves the gift of life. Kaylee Jade deserved to show the world who she could have been and what greatness she could have brought to this world. Nanny will forever hold you in her heart. Unquote. If you have your own thoughts and theories on the case we discussed today, or any case we talk about on Stolen Lives, please search Stolen Lives on Facebook, like the page so you don't miss an episode, and join the discussion group to talk about your thoughts and theories. You can also talk to us on Twitter, search lives underscore stolen, or on Instagram, Stolen Lives Podcast. If you like what you heard today, we would appreciate it if you share this episode on your social media of choice and subscribe and leave a positive review on your podcast app. Today's episode was researched and written by me, Ali. Hosting and production was also by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Mayu.